Good day, good day, Doc Spacers. You're listening to the Doc Space Startup School Podcast. Starting a medical practice in 2019 may seem like a dinosaur of an idea, but with the advancements of technology and the remote flexibility of care management, it's never been easier. Hi, I'm Dr. Mario Amaro. I'm a United States Navy veteran, a medical physician, and a health tech founder on a new mission to help clinicians rediscover their autonomy and bring back private medical practice. DocSpace Startup School is a virtual course that's built and designed to help clinicians navigate the medical practice formation process. In this podcast, we will interview some of the industry's leading experts in health law, design, marketing, finance, and tons of other exciting topics to help you better prepare to start and manage a successful medical practice. Welcome to the DocSpace crew. Hello, everybody. Our guest today is Dr. John Larson. He is the co-founder and CEO at MedSpoke, a credentialing management platform that's based out of San Antonio, Texas. Dr. Larson is an emergency medicine physician and West Point graduate on a mission to make medical license credentialing simple for all clinicians. Today at DocSpace Startup School, he will help us review some of the credentialing process, what changes are happening in this space, and how MedSpoke is building the credentialing platform of the future. So welcome to DocSpace Startup School. We're in a lecture today on credentialing, medical credentialing. We have the CEO and founder of MedSpoke. Dr. Larson, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. Uh, So yeah, John Larson here. Um, Let's see. I guess it's always uh, fair to start from the beginning. Originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Did my did my college up at West Point in New York, then went to medical school in Houston, Texas, and then did my residency in emergency medicine in Sacramento at UC Davis. Practiced as an emergency medicine doc thinking, you know, it's I'm just going to ride off into the sunset and practice medicine and refine the trade. Uh, until I started practicing. And, and at some point, as an, I'm apt to do, I got comfortable and was, uh, and I'm kind of uncomfortable being comfortable in a lot of ways. And so was looking uh, kind of like what, what else is out there. Uh, so took, took a job uh, at the time with a uh, biopharmaceutical company as a, as a medical director conducting clinical trials for drug companies and did about, did about a year of that and knew that wasn't my future. Uh, an opportunity at Aetna opened up as a medical director and uh, was always curious about the health insurance industry. And since that drive, that's where the dollars often, uh, oftentimes filter through. I wanted to know it. So took that job for about three and a half years at Aetna. I went to business school, uh, got an MBA and, and then started a healthcare technology company that, uh, that has been uh, more of an education than any education I've had thus far. So it. Uh, you know, business school, getting an MBA is more for street cred. It doesn't give you what you need to be successful in a business. It doesn't teach you how to raise money. It doesn't teach you how to how to problem solve all the fires that come up on a daily basis. Uh, it doesn't teach you how to weather the ups and downs of what it takes to build something from nothing. So it, it's been uh, it's been a PhD in business. And we've been around since 2015. We've uh, we raised some seed capital to get things going and to get our software in place. And then we've had a couple pivots along the way. And we, we originally started out looking to be more of a two-sided marketplace staffing platform to connect medical professionals to opportunities, but have really turned into 
a, a, a software company focused on credentials management. And, and what that means is uh, for, for younger physicians, you quite have, if you're in residency, you haven't quite experienced the pain of what credentialing is. And, and oftentimes when, when you hear the term credentialing, we learned early on, you have to ask, what do you mean by credentialing? Yeah, just because it can mean myriad things. Uh, it can mean privileging in a hospital or uh, getting credentialed with a group like your employer. Uh, two, it can mean getting credentialed with your health plan. It's also called enrollment. And three, it can mean medical licensing, getting licensed in the state where you need to work. And, uh, and there's a natural progression. You know, first, you have to get licensed in the state, then credentialed with your employer, and then credentialed with your health plan. And there are three separate siloed processes that are completely redundant. Uh, each one of those, uh, each one of those uh, uh, operations, they, they're asking for the same credentials, just in a different form and a different way. And so what we built was a platform to, to manage all those credentials to streamline operations for credentialing with your employer, health plan, or getting licensed uh, in a state. Excellent. No, that was great information. Um, and, and I loved uh, the MBA piece because <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. It is so true. It, it really, um, you only learn once you start a business, you know, what that's all about. But uh, a couple of questions regarding the credentialing process for what MedSpoke is doing. Um, you mentioned the you're trying to help better manage those credentials for, for, for clinicians. Are you currently operating in all 50 states? Yes. Yeah, we, we are. And we have we have clients uh, from uh, in, in in multiple states. I mean, we, we've. Uh, you know, we've done all of those. So, you know, oftentimes the best way to automate something is first, you got to do it manually and figure out what it takes to do manually. If you don't know how it's done manually, you're not going to be able to automate it in a meaningful way. And so we've done credentialing in hospitals, privileging, we've done credentialing with health plans, enrollment, and we've done licensing. And so we, we actually eliminated uh, the services of doing privileging in hospitals and credentialing with health plans just because it was so convoluted and so uh, so complex and so manual or so laborious, really. I mean, you just needed more and more people to do that. So we eliminated those two. We still do licensing and we work with a lot of telemedicine companies uh, based out of the Bay Area, as well as uh, Colorado, um, uh, clients up in Washington, uh, some in Texas as well. And, and really our, our, our niche is our telemedicine companies that want to expand nationally, uh, where they want to compete against the teledocs or doctors on demand of, of, the, of the telemedicine world. But in order to do that, they need to have a footprint in all 51 jurisdictions in the United States, the 51st being DC. And so that's what we've done for these companies is, is we, we do the manual labor of getting them licensed but, and that's kind of the hook to bring them in. Uh, and then they become software clients to use our platform to manage uh, the complexity of what it takes to manage credentials. Uh, because even as one physician, I myself have 30 licenses. I don't know when any of them expire, but MedSpoke sends me an automatic notification when they are gonna expire. I don't know what the CME requirement is in Colorado right now, but it's on MedSpoke. And, and I just go in there and see, am I up to date and compliant with my CME there? Uh, as well as everything else I have, whether it's licenses, DEA certificates, uh, CVs, professional history, everything you need uh, to credential at a hospital, enroll with a health plan or license in a state is housed on our platform. And that includes 
uh, personal history too, because if you haven't licensed in a lot of states, uh, you'll find that they're just all over the place. You know, they want copies of your passport, copies of your social security card. Where did you go to high school? Oh, you have greater than a 30 day gap since you went to high school. What were you doing during those 30 days? I mean, they really do uh, a full colonoscopy on your personal and professional career uh, when you go to license. Yeah, you know, and a couple of interesting uh, things that you mentioned regarding like the telehealth to that, I'm seeing a lot of physicians that are not, or even just clinicians in general, uh, that are not practicing in certain states, but are looking, or not necessarily located in certain states, mm-hmm. but are seeing patients in other states or are looking to see a patient's other states. For example, I had a nurse practitioner reach out to me and was wanted to ask if I knew how to get a supervising physician, right? Mm-hmm. So certain states do require supervising physicians. So for those type of instances, how is MedSpoke kind of impacting or, or helping them track situations like that for these companies? Mm. Like with the, uh, specifically with the, the advanced practice provider, a supervisor relationship, right. you know, we, we don't really, I mean, other than getting the license, we don't really, we don't really manage, uh, we don't really manage that part of it. Um, and, and as you said, different states uh, are different. So we, we're also cognizant of where we fall on the continuum and that, that's pretty much, that's outside our purview. Uh, I mean, uh, but, and, and really like a lot of information, it's going to that board and finding out what, what do you need to do in that state? Uh, so if there is an advanced practice provider, I mean, I know with telemedicine companies, you know, they just match them up with uh, one of the docs that's licensed in that state. But uh, yeah, that in that use case, yeah, there's probably not much we could do uh, beyond uh, managing the credentials of that advanced practice provider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm curious to, to know, you know, there's a lot of things that are already happening uh, with value-based care that you're starting to see more trans- transition into the way they track the metrics for MIPS and QPP mm-hmm. and how it's tying into your credentialing process for them to be able, you know, the carriers to be able to give you that kind of scoring system. Um, are you seeing any changes that's impacting the credentialing process for you guys? Uh, no, I, and that would, you know, when, when we did enrollment and when we did the privileging, we would see some of that. Um, and, and there's been, uh, but, but in, on the licensing side, that really doesn't come into play at all. Uh, and I mean, really on the licensing side, it's, it's, uh, it's really getting the board, the information, you know, like where you went to medical school, where you went to residency, where you've lived over the, you know, your full personal professional career, and then a verification piece on top of that. So now, okay, you told us you went to that medical school, you told us you, you worked there. Now, now we need verifications from that primary source. And so there's this concept of primary source verification and uh, in different states to find that differently. And so it's really going to, you know, the employer, the medical school and having them send something back to the board saying, yes, Dr. So-and-so did attend this medical school from this state to this state. And that's really, that's really one of the biggest, biggest pain points in delays and bottlenecks to physicians getting licensed is that piece, the primary source verification piece. So there's a lot of work to do, I think. Uh, and, you know, promising technology like blockchain, where you can have an immutable ledger where something is verified once 
and very because where, where you went to medical school is never going to change, right? So if that's been verified, why do we need? Because we've licensed physicians in all fifty states, one physician in all fifty states, and for every state, they need another verification. Um, and so as medicine's changing, these medical boards they're just lagging behind, and they haven't. Uh, they're really chasing the technology at this point, uh, and so you're you're starting to see some medical boards starting to get smart about it. Uh, because in the ideal world, we could license or credential a physician in, in minutes, uh, you know, just like blockchain's doing for financial transactions where, uh, you know, to clear a certain money or when you sell a stock and it takes three to four days to actually cash in on that. Uh, but having that transaction happen in minutes. I mean, the information's out there. We just need to get it in, in a place that everyone trusts. Uh, because with the physician shortage, to satisfy the need and the demand out there, we have to find a, a better way of enabling the mobility and flexibility that physicians can now have. I mean, I, I see physicians working for, you know, two or three different companies, you know, like a locums company, a telemedicine company, a physician group. And really the bottleneck to that is our credentials and getting them to the right people in the form that they're needed in so they can verify it and get that doc working as quickly as possible. Uh, and, uh, and I, myself, I, when I was, when I was practicing emergency medicine, I got credentialed in six different places. And it's, every time it was the same manual process. Here's a packet of information, fill it out, fax it here. Oh, we lost the picture of that. Can you resend it? And six to eight months later, then I'm working. I mean, it's completely inefficient and unsustainable for where we need to go to keep up with the demand out there for healthcare services. How do you see this being impacted with the different type of insurance plans that are starting to pop up? You're having, especially in Texas, you're seeing a lot more EPOs. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about, is that starting to really change the, the level of credentialing or adding to the complexity since, you know, they are new kind of plans that exist? Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not really, um, you know, it, it, you know, it, every, it does add to the complexity just because, okay, it's a, it, it just, man, all these different plans, even within the, the blues and Cigna and United healthcare, you know, then they have the regional carriers and subsidiaries and man, it, it, it's just such a fragmented industry that, yeah, it, adding more players just because that new player is going to require their own forms uh, and have their own process that you have to navigate. And if you've ever, and, and this credentialing, whether you're talking about any of those three things, you know, credentialing with an employer, credentialing with a health plan or licensing, there's no way to learn it. Like, it's not like you can go to a website and be like, oh, okay, I, I want to get licensed here. Oh, this, this is what you have to do. Like, the only way to learn any of this stuff is to do it. Uh, and so we, that's really what we've uh, been intentional about from the beginning is uh, using a, a project management tool every time we do a license, documenting it and, and learning every time, how do, how do we do it better next time? And what's this information? Because medical boards and uh, health insurance plans, it, their, their websites are just impossible to navigate. And, and even in this process, when you're trying to figure it out, you'd think you could call somebody and get the right information, but you'll get two or three different answers. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons we got away from, uh, especially the enrollment, uh, health plan credentialing. It, it was just such a, uh, such a, uh, cumbersome, uh, cumbersome process. It was so convoluted, uh, that, uh, just not repeatable and scalable. Yeah. I can imagine because essentially you're in the consulting business at that time. You're not a software business and mm -hmm. that 
lot of manpower, you know, a lot of, a lot of capital. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, and time, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the biggest part there. Um, you know, but the, 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 you, you touched on something that is really important is that you must do it to kind of learn it. Right. And so it, it's one of those things that no matter how many times you do it though, because it's going to be a diff- totally different experience. If you, if you uh, go to a different care, go to a different hospital, if you're the one doing it because you want to open up your own practice, you know, mm-hmm. so those things definitely vary. Um, so I, I'm really curious to, to, to know how do you see MedSpoke kind of tackling this in general, like moving forward, like in the future, what's kind of the plans to help alleviate some of those issues? Yeah. I mean, the, the plan, yeah, yeah. And you said something too. Yeah. When, when you do something once you, you, have done it once and um, you know, the whole like uh, Malcolm Gladwell, you know, 10,000 hours things, you know, to become an expert or something. I mean, it, it's, yeah. and so that with licensing, you know, my, I, I did residency on California and did went through that licensing process one, but with MedSpoke, you know, we've been through the licensing process in all 50 States hundreds of times. And so, and, and I think physicians have the tendency to, you know, I think a lot of us are tightwads, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, but if you want to grow and your time's valuable, you know, uh, physician's time's valuable. So it's okay to spend money on people that have figured out this stuff, uh, and mastered it because regardless of what they're charging you, I mean, by and large, your, your time, the opportunity cost of you doing it yourself, it's just not worth it. So, you know, if it's enrollment, you know, find a company that knows what plans you want to be in and can navigate that process, just pay them. Uh, it's, it, it's just not worth your time. You know, it's, uh, uh, and so, uh, and I think this, the, the younger generation of physicians get it. They're like, I'm not going to do this because I mean, my time's worth this. So why would I do that? Uh, whether it's, you know, mowing your lawn or washing your car. I mean, you know, if you enjoy that stuff and it fills your bucket, then great. But otherwise it's just the opportunity cost of doing it. It's just not worth it. So, uh, and especially in this, it's really complicated. And if you're trying to go nationally, you know, uh, you know, figuring out whether it's the licensing piece, whether it's, you know, establishing PCs in different States, you know, to preserve the corporate practice of medicine, you know, you got to have the healthcare side and then the business side, uh, you, you, you gotta, for that piece, you gotta engage healthcare lawyers that know the laws, uh, and that costs money, but you, uh, you just got to get over, you're not going to figure it out all yourself and it's not worth your time. Uh, and so figure out, you know, where your time is, is best and most valuable and then spend the money on the people who know it in and out that can uh, save you all that time and frustration of trying to figure it out on the first go. And so we really see where, where, you know, where medicine's going, credentials are just becoming more and more important part of the process. And, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, where physicians used to have one or two licenses, now they have 30 to 50 licenses and the complexity of maintaining licenses is getting more and more for individual physicians and these companies that are operating nationally. How do they keep up and ensure that their doctors are compliant uh, and up to date with their credentials so they can expand into new states? Uh, and, and, and ultimately, uh, we, we want to we be the credentials management platform regardless of the profession. I mean, any profession that has credentials, 
whether it's continuing education that needs to be kept up to date, whether it's licenses or certifications that need to be managed, stored, and kept up to date. We want to be the platform that manages that. And we see healthcare as the apex of that. I mean, I, there's no other profession out there that require, has the credentials burden that physicians have. Uh, and so we, uh, so our view of the world is let's solve it in this space and then let's, let's, uh, let's expand it to other professions that also have a credentials burden uh, and be that system of record for those credentials where uh, other third parties can verify those credentials from the MedSpoke system of record. Yeah, and you'll definitely be solving a huge problem. You know, uh, there's tons, like you mentioned, there's tons of people in different service industries that have to maintain their licensure you know, and their credentials, you know, year after year. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, they have to reach back to their, their schools they attended, the training mm -hmm. programs, you know, calling some admin that probably oh, do part-time or something, you know, <laughs> so I, I can totally understand the frustration and how uh, Mentimo could solve that problem for everyone. Like, I, I really see it. And, and this, this is a good thing that you guys are doing. And, and I really, um, you know, hope for your success. Uh, so Dr. Larson, um, if you don't mind, just kind of um, letting everyone know how they can find you, how they can uh, yeah. learn more about MedSpoke. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the best, best place to go is medspoke.com, uh, M-E-D-S-P-O-K-E.com. Uh, you can get a, uh, you can get a sense of uh, what the platform looks like, what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm always passionate about uh, connecting with other physicians that are looking to expand outside of the traditional orthodox path of medicine. So feel free to reach out to me. My emails, J-O-N, John, J-O-N, no H, at medspoke.com. Feel free to reach out. And, uh, and, you know, if we can help you on the licensing side, great. If you have questions, uh, we, we also have a Facebook group called Medical Licensing Hacks. And it's just a place where, uh, like we had a doc the other day, he was based, uh, based out of New Jersey, who's, who uh, wanted to practice telemedicine. And his understanding of it was, I'm in New Jersey, so I'm licensed there, so I can treat anyone anywhere because I'm in New Jersey. And so it took a little convincing to, uh, to convince him that, no, it's where the patient uh, is, where you need to be licensed. And so, I mean, it's a confusing space and, uh, and there's a lot. And, you know, we have, we have a team that's been, do, you know, doing this for years, hundred licensing in all 51 jurisdictions, hundreds of times. So if there's anything, any questions about licensing, uh, feel free to send them our way and, and join that group and ask questions and we'll get you the answers. Definitely. I'm for sure going to add that group. Um, if you can please, I'll request a link from yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Because that is an excellent resource to, uh, to, to discover information. Mm -hmm. And I bet you're going to find um, quite a bit of new members join you. Sweet. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll slot that over to you, Mario. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Larson. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us today. And uh, you have a great day, okay? All right, you too. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DocSpace Startup School podcast. Please check us out at startupschool.mydocspace.com for more video lectures and product demos. And don't forget to join the DocSpace Startup School Community Slack channel to engage with other clinicians going through their journey of starting a medical practice.